This is Inside Indiana Business Radio for the morning of Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. I'm Alex Brown. The United States produces approximately 70% of the world's supply of peppermint and spearmint, and a large amount of that is farmed in northern Indiana. The state is the third largest producer of mint, which is distilled into mint oil that is used in products such as chewing gum, toothpaste, and liqueurs. But farmer Chris Mathis says the industry is in decline. Competition from synthetic mint components, mainly coming out of uh, India and China, Uh, Those things have really eaten into the demand for American, uh, North American mint oils. Um, And then the second thing, agronomically speaking, is just um, access to reliable herbicides. Um, The registration process from the EPA is, is a lengthy one. And the number of mint acres in the United States as compared to corn and soybeans is is a fraction of a fraction. So there isn't a whole lot of research and development into anything that's specific to mint. Experts say rising input prices caused by the pandemic combined with stagnant mint oil prices are also contributing to the decrease in mint acreage in Indiana. So in tourism, the Convention and Tourism Bureau for Clark and Floyd Counties will cut the ribbon on its new visitor center in downtown Jeffersonville this afternoon. The move seeks to increase the Bureau's visibility and capture more foot traffic. Indiana lawmakers voted to lift a nearly 40-year ban on happy hours Tuesday. Legislators sent House Bill 1086 to the governor's desk with bipartisan support in a 38-10 vote. The bill would allow restaurants to sell alcoholic beverages at a reduced price for portions of the day. If signed by the governor, the law would go into effect July 1st. From the number one source for Indiana Business News, this is Inside Indiana Business. Radio. IBJ Media, Inside Indiana Business, and the Indiana Economic Development Corporation invite you to the Engage Indiana series, presented by CareSource, Indiana University, and Old National Bank. With an unrelenting focus on growing Indiana's economy, we'll dive into each region's unique challenges and distinct opportunities for growth. Nine regions, one goal. Indiana's bold future starts here. Discover more and register at ibj.com engage. In January, Neil McDonald was named Chief Financial Officer of Evansville-based Cook Enterprises. He succeeds Susan Parsons, who is retiring from the role after 40 years and helping with the transition. In a special Q&A for our Evansville Region Report newsletter, the Evansville native talked about his goals in his new position. Certainly want to meet and assimilate with the team. Um, get out to all the subsidiary locations, understand the business, get on the ground floor, right? Really understand uh, what, what are driving results, right? Um, we're not driving results sitting in the office. It's, it's the folks um, out at all the sites and the facilities um, that are making things happen, right? So I want to understand the business. Um, and obviously download from Susan, who's been in seat for 40 years, right? And, and download all as much as the history uh, that I possibly can, right? She's been an instrumental part of uh, the the growth and the success of this business. So, you know, I just want to continue to build on that, um, learn from her while, while she's still here um, and be in a spot where I can hit the ground running um, when that time comes that she finally transitions out. Long-term goals, um, you know, again, I think it's it's aligned with the strategic vision of, of the family and the, and the company um, to help them achieve sustainable growth over the long haul. So, you know, whether that be through acquisitions or organic growth, 
you know, my job is to continue to, to put us in a position to win um, and to put resources in place to where our existing teams or new teams that may, that may be acquired um, have the best, uh, the best chances of succeeding and winning. The operator of the Indiana Toll Road in northern Indiana has completed a solar project it says will generate enough energy to service more than one-third of the toll road's electricity needs. ITR concession company said Project Soleil is expected to reduce annual carbon emissions by about 900 metric tons. Toledo, Ohio-based Solshint Energy installed solar energy systems at 14 locations along the toll road as part of the project. The solar arrays will provide 100% of the energy needs of maintenance barns and toll plazas at each of the locations. Indiana Toll Road Concession Company says any excess energy generated by the solar arrays will be sent back to the grid to power local neighborhoods. Details of the financial investment in the project were not provided. Purdue Daniels School of Business Dean Jim Bullard is this week's guest on the Business and Beyond podcast with Gary Dick presented by PNC, a weekly conversation with high-profile Hoosiers in business, sports and entertainment, and beyond. Available now from your favorite podcast provider. I'm Alex Brown for Inside Indiana Business Radio On Demand.